I was really truly expecting like since we're filming outside like today like some stuff. guy in a lawnmower to just like drive by and be they, like what they, are you doing they felt we were coming they was like yeah they cleared out this yeah. never happened i mean someone's like, probably about to do it walking by yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it's crazy that's so weird yeah it's super weird um i'm probably gonna use that for my intro i always have like a What's up, guys? Welcome back to Convincing Creatives. I'm Evan Kidd, your host. Today we have Requez with us. Requez, welcome What's to the show. What's going on, everybody? Hey, so you are a Raleigh-based photographer. Yes, sir. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, let's talk. What, what can people know about you? What are like the quintessential things people need to know? Well, I don't want to just stick to saying I'm a Raleigh-based photographer, okay. but... I am an artist sure. first. Um, I think a lot of the times we get so wrapped up mm -hmm. in the medium that we forget it's about right. the story that we're telling. Definitely. So for me, it's about being an artist okay. and telling a story. Right. And so for you, um, I know you have North Carolina roots. Can you take us yes, back sir. to the start? How did you um, kind of come up and how'd you get into photo? Wow. Um, so I grew up in a small town of called Washington, North Carolina. Okay. Um, probably... 30 minutes from Greenville, North Carolina. Is, I know it's a pretty famous town other than Washington. Sure. Um, I moved to Raleigh in 2004. I was like nine years old. Mm -hmm. And by the age of 13, I started watching this show called America's Next Top Model. Okay. So it, I kind of like got... Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks yep. got swamped in and it captivated me. Um, and from there, it's like my whole world changed. Okay. Literally. Because... Coming from a small town, also yeah. a religious family, right. there's not much that is okay mm -hmm. other than in the art field. Sure. So it's like pretty much everything about that yeah. show was against what I thought was right. So it just it was like something really interesting for me. So was it a, like a shock? Did you kind of feel guilty for liking it or did you enjoy it at first? No, I loved it. Yeah. I didn't feel guilty at all. It wasn't until I started yeah. creating some yeah. of the things I was seeing that I kind of started getting yeah. some weird looks. Okay. Yeah. So so for you, it was kind of taking what you saw on the show and putting it into your real life, mm -hmm. pulling it from the TV screen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So um, what is there, I know you said there's not a huge art scene in Washington, but I guess, did you find anyone maybe like in school that kind of helped foster you or did you have to kind of do a lot of that on your own? Well, the art scene in Washington, there actually is an art uh -huh. scene in Washington, believe it or not. It's not what I do. Sure. Um, it's more of a older demographic definitely okay um but i grew up mainly i grew my part of my childhood was in washington okay but my adolescence years was in raleigh okay. so it's kind of like more of the development stages for me were here in raleigh so this right. is like second home for me okay and um when you kind of got into getting you know photos made and taken did you start with digital or film and you digital, know, yeah, digital. definitely okay. digital i didn't know anything about film yeah. um my uncle when i was 13 he get, got me a little point and shoot digital okay. camera it was yeah. a samsung i'll never forget it and i actually started doing video yeah so i would do music videos before photo before oh, photos okay. yeah cool. so i would like and it's really like 
Okay, y'all bear with me. So my <laughs> method was this, because I didn't know yeah. how they changed clothes. I was like, how do they change clothes in different scenes sure. and the music is still playing? So what I would do is I would have my little, like, she was at the time, she was probably like maybe five years old. Okay. And I would have her dress up in one costume. Okay. Then we would, in the middle of the song, I would have to hold my finger on the computer to pause it. At the same time, I'll pause the oh, camera. okay. And then say, okay, go change it to this. It's like real life editing. Right. And then we have to go back and do it. Yeah. So I guess in a way that was a technique mm -hmm. that I didn't realize mm -hmm. that I was creating for myself. Okay. And um, I know, like, I've, I've gone through your work. Um, first of all, great content out there. Uh, your Thank photos you. are just really striking. Um, Thank you. One of the things uh, I enjoyed, and if y'all haven't seen it, definitely go check out your work, um, is that, like, the, the saturation and just the colors, they really jump off the screen. I oh, appreciate you. Um, what, what is sort of the method, uh, and, like, how do you develop that maybe over time? Because I know, like, when any artist starts, it's really hard to find your voice and find your style. You have to kind of, you know, experiment with a few different things. I know, like, when I started film like my first couple short films i would never show anyone because you know i just they they're not who i am now <laughs> right um but you have to like do them to find your voice um can you talk maybe about that well um like i said again from america's next top model that was like my foundation yeah. of like to me what fashion For photography sure. what photography was mm -hmm. but i think from there it kind of like transitioned into my own style and evolved as far as the colors go I just love color. I just mm. decided black and white wasn't something that I was interested in. Right. Now I've seen some great black and white photography, sure. but, but there's it, but it's more like classic, I guess. I would yeah, say. yeah. And, and I feel like if you're trying to do something, I mean, not that it, like you can't do something new with black and white, but mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It. I mean, for me, color is just my thing. I, right. I've, I've just I just know that's what. Not, I'm not saying that I'll never try black and white or I've never tried it, mm -hmm. but to me, it doesn't speak to me the same way as color. For sure. You know? Well, I just remember, like, and, and I mean, people still do it, like a lot of filmmakers, and, and you've actually made two films now, right? Or one film? Um, This is my, like, you could say two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll get one. to the film later. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just know a lot of people, when they start making films, a lot of people do black and white. Um, because, you know, A, it just kind of looks vintage and classy and, you know, more uh, grown up, I guess, mm -hmm. with film. But then the other hand, some people do it to mask lighting defects because yes. lighting defects don't look nearly as bad in black and white. Yes. So, Good point there. And, and, and just to your credit with your work, you've gotten really cool lighting situations out of the, the color. Oh, thank um, you. Which is a little bit harder to do. I mean, not that it's impossible, but it definitely takes more thought. It's a challenge, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so I know you said you did a lot of fashion photo uh, when you were coming up, and you've still kind of done that now. Do you do other things like event, or do you do like street photo, or do you kind of like to stay with fashion, and why is that if you do? So, um, you know, and I was, to her credit, um, Lindsay Adler, shout out to her. Mm -hmm. She's a well-renowned sure. fashion photographer and based in New York, and I was listening to a um, workshop she was doing the other day and she, she was saying how photography was something that she stumbled upon by accident. Right. Um, so I'll say the same thing because I started with events. I okay. would do like um, church events sure. and uh, family you know, events. Of course with little yeah. to no money. Well, It was like involved, at that point when you start you just honored you're like oh yeah. someone wants me to do it. Cause but I you know it it's like, like I did an event maybe yeah. um, three weeks ago. Okay. I was paid for it sure. and I was asked to do it, but it's not something that I was going to right. go on my website or Instagram, sure. not at all. Because sometimes I sometimes you just got to pay bills. Yeah, yeah, and it's not to me. It's not as I don't get that like rush, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's hard. Like I I come from doing a lot of weddings when I and I I haven't done one in like a year. 
knock on wood i don't <laughs> hate doing them um but it's just sort of i think at this point in my career i've decided that i just kind of will refer those gigs to friends okay. um but like at the same time this time two years ago i had to you know pay rent in a way that I had to do those weddings. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when you have those situations, sometimes you're like, okay, I can use it as sort of an exercise to try something, but at the end of the day, I need to pay some bills. And it's, yeah, it's everything and every and artist does. Yeah. It's, it is, and I think it, um, to her credit again, Lindsay Allard, I'm gonna probably mention her a lot in this sure. this episode, but she was saying how you on your play days, mm -hmm. create work sure. that you want to be hired for. Sure. So therefore, when people see you, they'll know, okay, mm. we need this done, yeah. we need to go to him or right. go to her right. because that's what they do. Right. And then you'll get to the point where all of your days of working are days that you don't mind because there's stuff, stuff you that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and um, I guess how many years have you been kind of really professionally into photo now? Professionally, I'll, I'll give it, I'm going to say three. Okay, so I you're really early starting out. Professionally, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but you had a lot of training as you know, a child and kind of getting into Ma it. Making a lot of mistakes yeah. and still making some mistakes. Yeah. 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 Well, let's let's go to your um, kind of brand right now. So mm -hmm. I know you have a very distinct brand. Can you talk about your motto, the first thing you see on your website? So improving the self-esteem of the world one photo at a time. And I don't know if that photo part is going to stick forever. Yeah. But it's at least ultimately, the first part is yeah. just, I mean. Self-esteem. That is awesome because I feel Thank you. I feel like um, I mean you know all the audience y'all know this but it's just sort of art can be very me 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 and it has to be sometimes because it's hard and you have to focus and do a lot mm -hmm. of stuff um, but at the same time like art with a message is I think like the best type of art um, and can you maybe talk about how you landed on that message and I think it's it's full of empathy and empowerment which is something i think the world just needs a lot more of these days back to america's next top model yeah. um and it's like when i look back at that that time of my life it's like it was so rough mm. because i was in the ninth grade um it was post i mean it was before me coming out mm -hmm. um it's being gay and it was just so many Things that I, I just so many different things that transpired in my life that I just didn't understand. And I remember when I saw that show, I saw people that you wouldn't think would be a model. Mm -hmm. I saw gay men being mm -hmm. in the fashion industry, being successful. I, it just was like a culture shock because I saw so many different things that I, from a small town sure. Christian background, you don't see. And mm -hmm. if you see it, it's not something that's praised. Mm -hmm. So, um, just seeing that show and then when Tyra Banks, she had a talk show also. Mm -hmm. And it, a lot of the things she would talk about would be about self-esteem and just body image and, and social anxiety. Different things that yeah. people go through yeah. and how to, sometimes it's not about overcoming it, it's about embracing it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, who says that the bad, that the things we see as flaws have to be bad and have right. to be changed right and, and there's just a message of just sort of hope and not giving up to mm -hmm. which i like um can you talk about maybe how you strive to achieve that in your subjects when you are doing a photo shoot um yeah and because i know sometimes it's like if you have a motto uh you can get so caught up in like the technical and the lighting that oh you, yeah you definitely about it yeah it's, so, it's and that's why assistance come in handy yeah. yeah um Wow. Okay. So my model is is like my star of the show. Mm -hmm. Literally, Definitely. I I don't compromise. If there's something going on behind the scenes with lighting or maybe someone I'm collaborating with, an assistant makeup artist, I always put my model as my priority. Not right. that 
everybody else on the team isn't important. Right. But it's about that connection with the model because he or she needs to feel their best. Right. Um, and they need to know it's not always about being what you know the conventional pretty or beautiful is. It's about making your own. And it's something that I still kind of deal mm. with, making your own image of yourself, right. not based off of what society tells you. Right. And and I think it's it's an interesting time right now because I think that message of, you know, just just positivity, you know, kind of jiving with mental health mm-hmm. and just so many other things. Like, I'm glad that that's public because I feel like sort of like you were saying, like, it was something that was there. But, you know, you maybe had to push a little bit yeah. to get people to either talk about it or, you know, show it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that now? In your work and kind well, of championing it, that. Yeah, it's always about the message for yeah. me. It's always I, I won't I won't even do a project if I don't have a message that I right. can relate to or, sure. or feel like someone else can be helped by. Um and it's and it's evolving. Like I, at one point in time when I first came out it was about androgyny and mm-hmm. about embracing both your masculine and feminine mm-hmm. side. Um I'm I'm still revisiting that sometimes here and there but it's more so now about let me see where where am I at? where am I now with self esteem probably I would say I don't it's, it's, it's it 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 kind of fluctuates and changes so much sure. I would say it's about being an individual and being quirky and and having that thing that people might look at like oh wow what's wrong with mm-hmm. him and just, you know, owning it's it. Sort of, own, yeah. 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 Well, I feel like that's the thing that, you know, as artists, like we are the change makers of the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, surely other people can be too. But, you know, I think art holds this sort of like unique place where, like, if the artists don't feel like they can be wild and crazy and free to be themselves, then, like, who can? Who can? You right. Because I mean, so we're supposed to be the most freest right. people. You know, we're the ones that people are like, oh, right. don't talk to that kid. He's a weirdo. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And it's sort of like embracing the weirdness of it. And like, I think that's what's cool about art, because like I know a lot of people uh, and this is sort of like not really controversial, but like with art school, you sort of learn. And I went through art school and I love certain parts of it. But then there's other parts where they talk about, you know, aesthetics and this and that and the third. And mm-hmm. these are the rules. These are design rules. And like rules are great but they're also can be broken um and to interesting effect um so i guess sort of like subtly shifting gears a little bit away from the art but a little more towards getting your work out there as an artist Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts on sort of like the landscape of today because i feel like um you know with me and my films like i've made enough content where i feel like if i was in a traditional you know hollywood studio system I would probably have more gigs, but that system is is kind of caving in where mm-hmm. less people are going that route because you can do things yourself. Yeah. And sort of what I've decided is I like the individuality and the freedom of, you know, owning my work and saying, like, if I want it to go out on Tuesday, it goes out on Tuesday. And it's not like locked in a vault for three years right. with contracts. Um, how do you feel about that? I, I guess as photo, your stuff is a little more immediate um, and you kind of can release it but you know how do you feel about that landscape and like branding as an artist and social media because i feel like there's there's a lot of noise it's a lot of noise and it's kind of like that's a good question actually for me i i tried to go that route once Mm -hmm. i graduated college you know i'm going to go apply to a production company or a photography studio and, and and see if they'll have me work but it got to the point where it was like no one really 
needs anyone or they don't want to mm-hmm. share their opportunity. So it's like you have to create that opportunity right. for yourself. So I think ownership of your own sure. independence is the best way to go with yeah. that. Yeah, and it's hard because like I remember uh, summer 2015. I decided it was a year after I graduated. I decided. I'm going to make a feature film. And I wrote one the year before, had it sitting in a desk drawer, and I was like, just got to meet the right person, just got to get the right contacts. And then I just sort of one day just clicked, and I was watching interviews of filmmakers I liked. And it's like all the filmmakers you ever heard about, um, not all of them, but like the indie ones that I really liked, Mm -hmm. you know, from like the 90s and early 2000s, like they kind of came to prominence because they were not in Hollywood, but they were in like Texas or just somewhere really random. Yeah. And they just said, let's just get our friends together and make something. Not to change the topic, but it, like, it's funny that you say that yeah. because you know the movie um, uh, Don't Breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy that made that film. He's from YouTube. Oh, no way. And um, I was just blown away by that because it's wow. like that film is, I love the story. I, yeah. I never heard of anything like that. It was like it so was original. It was so unique. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, talk about suspense. I mean, mm-hmm. just, it changed like the whole way a horror film, thriller film plays out right. just by like throwing that one twist. And it's sort of like, I feel like that twist wouldn't come about if he wasn't maybe independent because I feel like that's something that might get shot down early in like a development meeting if you're doing this traditional system, Yep. yada, yada, yada. But yeah, man, I mean, that's what I think it's about. So like, I mean, that was sort of my thing when I made my films, I was just like, go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. How how do you feel about that? I think for me, it's more so I'm being forced to do it because so when I graduated college, I, um, and for for the audience, I graduated in um, June of 2017. Okay. And, I'm 24. 24. 24 okay, yeah, cool. just turned 24. April. Okay. Aries. So you got plenty of time to keep making. People say stuff. that, that's but good. I don't feel like it. I feel like. Well, that's the, the, every day goes by. No, I, I, I feel the same closing way. Closing in on me. I'm 25. <laughs> and I feel the same way. Is like, I mean, I feel old and ancient, but I'm like, you know, oh my I, God. I, I, meet, I meet filmmakers who are like 65 and like still doing it. And I'm like, okay, good. That's like that's what it's about. And yeah. that's what I think about. It's like if it start, if it happens, sometimes if it happens too fast, yeah. it is not sustainable. Sure. So if you build it up, you'll be living it out longer. Right. Um, but what was your question? I kind of went um, ramp. No, no, no. It was just sort of like with getting your work out there and sort of taking that independent mindset. Sort of like how do, how do you approach that as a photographer? And then I definitely want to hear your thoughts now as a filmmaker because mm-hmm. you just stepped into that world. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I'll, I'll save that for a little later. Yeah. But yes, to keep teasing it. <laughs> but um, yeah, like how do you do that first with photo? Well, um, so yeah, I graduated in co- from college. Yeah. I got an internship okay. with a really big celebrity photographer named Derek Blanks. Okay. He's big in Atlanta. Sure, sure. Like he's top notch. His work is amazing. Yeah. I love his work. Okay. Um fashion. He more like music. He, he does fashion, music, okay. celebrity kind of stuff. Sure. Um movie poster kind of stuff, album cool. covers, things like that. But um I got there and I just it kind of felt like it wasn't anything he did wrong, but mm-hmm. it's just like, well, I didn't feel a growth, really. Like, there were little things that I may have not known, like little technical things mm-hmm. that could help. But overall, it's like, well, I'm kind of already doing this, you know? And mm-hmm. I felt like I was wasting my time a little bit. So you felt like it was a regression? Yeah. Okay. You know, and I wouldn't even say that. It was more so just stagnation. Right. You know, so then it was like, okay. So I, I ended up having to move back to, um, back home to Raleigh. I would end up home, being homeless in Atlanta. Oh, wow. I was supposed to be staying with some family and mm-hmm. it didn't work out so well and end up sleeping in my car for a couple nights. And it was just so I never thought that would be me doing mm-hmm. something like that. But I ended up moving back home 
to kind of get my financial situation back mm-hmm. on the ground, you know. And I worked for a fine art photographer mm-hmm. doing her retouching. Mm-hmm. And she would do like family portraits. And I would, you know, edit sure. the photos and things like that. But then her business kind of tanked and it went down. So I was out of a job there. I'm like, okay. And it was like, God, is this me having, is this your sign for me to do my own thing? Mm-hmm. And I felt like that's what it was. So right. now it's like, I was kind of forced, like, yeah. go ahead, get yeah. out of the nest and do it yourself. Because yeah. it's like, I have what it takes. It's just, it's intimidating, right? Yeah. Right out of school and you don't know what, what step to take and you're making yeah. mistakes. But then I see myself doing it. My website is still going. Yeah. I have my business cards. Yeah. I have my logo. So it's like, it's a slow it's, thing, it's but it's up. but yeah. it's there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's that's the trickiest thing about being an artist is like there's so many freelance opportunities and you know kind of temporary gigs that it's not always sustainable. Yeah. And like I I, I have at points gone you know months between gigs and like when I first started it was super depressing and like, mm-hmm. you know not me, many people talk about that because you kind of feel like oh I'm not getting gigs because I'm bad or you know this yeah. and that and it's like you get rejections and mm-hmm. I mean I do film festivals that's like a world of rejections I mean as many times as people doesn't it hurt it stings yeah, it so stings. much and it's like as much as people show it could ruin the whole day <laughs> right and it's like people show on like Instagrams like hey I got into this I got into that yeah and like that's awesome but then for every one that they're showing there's probably like 10 oh, yeah. 20 that they yeah. didn't get into mm-hmm. and like it's the name of the game and it's like doesn't mean your work's bad and I've actually talked to a lot of like programmers and they've like explained reasons like you know sometimes you know, they go for a certain theme or a certain vibe of, you know, genre. And mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a million reasons, but it's just the way the art world works. It's a gig economy. Mm-hmm. And so not every gig is right for where you are presently. So I've always tried to take the mindset of, you know, like you said, is this a sign? Is, is it, you know, someone telling me this isn't your moment? You yeah. need to focus on something else. Yeah. And so I, I can always remember I, I did this one gig where I never got paid. And it really stung because I needed that money. Mm. And it was like, it was actually a really bad working environment too. So it's like when you have a bad working environment, what's the one plus? Like you're going to get paid. You're going to get paid. And then I didn't yeah. get paid. And like these people stiffed me. Ooh. And like it was just, it was a bad situation. Was there no contract involved? There was a contract. And, and that's what was crazy. So like we, I, that's such a long story. I chased them down for months and months and months. And then they ended up like skipping town. Like their, wow. their whole shop folded. And left, so I have no idea where to find them. Like, what was, if I may ask, what kind of work was it? It was video editing. So I edited an entire season of a web series, wow. um, and I and the web series never even came out. And like, they were subcontracting for someone else. And so, what was crazy about that was the web series I don't think ever came out, as far as I'm aware of. Um, so it's like I feel like not only did I get stiffed, but I wonder if like the guy who hired them to like produce or whatever didn't get his series and like that's crazy yeah, but you know people don't remote but yeah things like that happen in this mm-hmm. industry a lot and people right. think it's just oh you go make a movie and yeah. you yeah put, put it out there right but they don't understand the business side well and that's what was crazy is like at the time that's like great now i can't get groceries you know wow. and it's like it stung and so it's like one of those things where like you know, you do make those sacrifices as an artist, and I'm not going to say it's the hardest job in the world, but it's it's a different way. 
Um, and like, that's why I like to connect with other artists because it makes you feel like, you know, you're not in this alone. Mm -hmm. And like, even when you do kind of get up to those places where it's like, you're good, you know, if that doesn't happen, you'd be fine. But it's like, you kind of remember where you were and, it, and yep. it's a, it's a really good lesson. So mm -hmm. like now I really trust my gut. Cause that one gig, I, I had a weird feeling about it the whole time. And like, you know, the people just were a little shifty. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you really sort of develop your senses too. Were you able to keep the the work that you did yeah. for your own like yeah so real? i mean i did get it for that but okay. it was sort of different because like i really did it for the money i'm not really yeah. trying to be you know someone's editor full-time okay um i do that but you know it's sort of not a situation where i want to just be an editor mm -hmm. i want to shoot i want to direct I, I really like being out in the field mm -hmm. you know it, it's it's enjoyable I like the fresh air it's gratifying yeah it is definitely yeah um I think I'm kind of in that place now because I remember my one of my instructors, photography um, professors, was telling me like a year ago, you know, you're going to get to the point where you're not going to be able to do as much retouching right. as you want. Right. And I've, I I kind of got upset with her when she said mm -hmm. that because I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I felt like she was trying to say I wasn't good at editing. Mm -hmm. But she was saying, now that I look back at that, her name is Sarah. You're going to get to the point where you're shooting so much. Mm -hmm. You're going to need somebody to do that for you. And mm -hmm. that's where you want to be. And they because have that if you're shooting more, eye. then you have the work coming yeah. in, the money, the income. Yeah. So that's a great thing, right? You know? But I didn't. Me and my my little, you know, college student head. I'm like, well, you yeah. telling me I'm not good, and you know, but that's not yeah. what she was saying. I, it's it's a lot like that with like editing your own films, mm -hmm. and like for me, I enjoy editing my own work, but I understand that like, and I still do it. I edited my own feature. That was. I wouldn't recommend because it's really <laughs> hard to be subjective. And mm -hmm. like, luckily, I had a lot of people around me that were not afraid to tell me the blunt truth. Right. So like, I cut half an hour out of the film. It's so much better for it. Mm -hmm. um, but at the time, I was like, no, it's my baby. Yep. You, know, you need those minutes. Yes. And yep. but now I can see what I couldn't then. Right. Um, but like, I can kind of see in the distance where I'm getting to a point soon where I can use other editors and. I should embrace that. But there's also that part of me that's like, oh, but it's my film. I, yeah. I, only I know, you know. But I, and I can tell this about yeah. you, too. When um, even just doing some research on you before we before we um, met up and stuff, sure. your work ethic is going to take you there. It's going to be it's going to happen a lot sooner oh, than you think so, because I, I see the yeah. hunger and the passion. And I, I kind of feel like we're that's why we connect, because yeah. I can feel that same energy. Yeah. And it's like you're willing to do almost anything to get where you need to be. Well, and thanks. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. I mean, it's sort of, uh, it's tricky because it all sort of comes back to, I've known this is what, kind of like you, mm -hmm. I've known this is what I want to do since yeah. I was a little boy. And like, uh, at the time I would like, you know, put my action figures and toys and film them with my dad's VHS camera. Wow. Using that, you know? You're not supposed to be using it. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It's fun. You don't know how many times I got yeah. yelled at for having lamps and yeah, all kind of stuff. I had a fog things. machine in the house one time oh, and cool. I used to get angry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. If it's like, yeah. if it's about creating art, sure. I will go the you deepest depths and the highest heights. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Actually, let's start with the film. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your film. So it's called Melanin. New film. Um, um, it's, I created it, so I wrote it in three weeks. Mm -hmm. It was for a final for one of my classes. Gotcha. And um, I, I locked my, no, I'm sorry, I wrote it in three days. Three days. I locked myself in the room for a weekend, and I just wrote forced it to happen i forced it to happen i don't know if i recommend that for people it can be but effective it, but i had to do yeah. it because the pressure you know you have to mm -hmm. a deadline you have to make it sure but it came in a time where i was a lot of my work comes from frustration and sure. a lot of stuff that i go through 
So I was going through this at my in my school where, and it's similar to like what's going on in society, right. but like I felt like I was being almost devalued mm-hmm. and it was more of a racial thing I felt sure. like because um, there was this other guy who was just as talented, you know, super talented. Mm-hmm. And he, because he was white, I felt like he got more opportunities with the school. Like they would ask him to do the staff right. portraits and things like that. And I never got anybody asked me to do that. And we mm-hmm. both... If you ever asked, like, because they would do every quarter, they would have, like, b- the best work from each right. class on the, the school bulletin boards. Yeah. And my work was up there just like his was. Right. You know, I did my homework sometimes. He right. didn't even do his homework sometimes. Right. And I felt like I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it came from a time where I was just like, I really wanted to embrace my culture mm-hmm. and being black. And then um, Beyonce, Lemonade. Such I a just, good piece I, of I art. love that. I, I was so inspired by it. I was like, I got to do this. I got to, like. You put this in here somehow. Yeah. And so it was just like a mesh of all that. Well, Lemonade, I mean, now that you say that, I see definitely the influence. Because I, I watched the film really striking and Thank really you. Uh, provoking, which is good. Because I feel like that's what you're going for. Yes, sir. Um, and it's like one of those things where good art should make you think. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of those pieces where, like, you know, sometimes you watch something and you're like, yeah, that was cool. And then, like, you kind of go on your day. But, like, that was one where in, in Lemonade, it's like, you know, I was thinking about that for more than just a few minutes wow. I was watching it. Wow. Thank and you. So, I'm humbled by that. Yeah. I mean, y'all should definitely go check it out. I know it's still in festivals, um, so I, right? It's, yeah. I'm still – I haven't put it out mainstream yeah. yet because I want to be able to yeah. put it in festivals. So for I'm sure. kind of – I totally understand that. But you yeah. could check my website eventually. Yeah. It'll be eventually it'll be on his website. Definitely yeah. check it out. Really, really striking. Um, so I, I guess like sort of that jiving in with your photo work and sort of like everything that you're about. Um, there's this theme of sort of in the film, too, of maintaining your soul and your 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 originality and not letting people or society or circumstance strip that from you. Yeah. Um, how do you, you know, keep that as an artist? Because I feel like whether it's with, you know, the films or photo or just like anyone as an artist, over time you feel like just little things, and it could be a variety of things, mm-hmm. will chip away at you. How do mm-hmm. you stay strong in that storm? And I don't even think it's about the chipping away because yeah. sometimes when you chip away at something, yeah, it's sculpted, sculpted mm-hmm. into something different. So I think the chipping has to happen, but it's about not allowing it to... Right tarnish you and and change you from being the you that you really want to be so because you're going to go through times where you're going to be different i look back three years ago i'm not the same right i'm the same person but i'm not i don't think the same way right whatever you believe things i feel like are presented to you for reasons whether they're hard or easy or great or bad you know and i feel like like you said it's like someone or a circumstance or anything that chipping away Mm -hmm may hurt mm-hmm. but then it may make something better yeah. in the long term yep and and it's hard because i feel like as artists and i mean just as people we can't always see that in the present mm-hmm. but it's sort of having faith that allows us to think okay maybe there's a, a plan or maybe i have to decide the plan mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. i feel like as humans we're really just children yeah and i feel like our minds can only grasp like so much this much mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's through like positivity, like empathy and love and kindness that we start to grow as people. And um, I was actually, I'm going to totally steal this from J. Cole. I watched this interview he did. I love J. Cole, North Carolina. Shout out to yeah. J. Cole. Shout out to J. Cole. I heard, some, I heard he was at Chick-fil-A um, on 
No Six way. Six Forks, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, he's there doing a, a music festival like right up the really? road oh, at yeah. Dorothy Dix Park. Um, I think it's in September. Oh, wow. So he's putting Raleigh on the map. But he, he said this really cool thing um, with uh, sort of just like philosophical stuff and everything like that in religion. And he was just saying like as people, like if you take the grand timeline of like where we're all at, um, you know, we're just like right here at the very start. Like we've barely even scratched a dent. Wow. And he was saying like, you know, over time, you know, he thinks if, if we do the right things and we're, we're good to one another and we truly try to like figure out what it means to be like every person and try to understand as many perspectives that will sort of level up, I guess, and, and figure things out. And that's a beautiful concept. Yeah. But if for some reason, that's a concept that many people don't want to accept. Get. They don't. Well, and, and it's hard because I feel like you like you were saying, like some people are closed minded because of circumstance. Other people are closed minded because of choice. Other people are closed minded because of maybe an experience that they had. So it's super different for everyone. But I feel like um, like empathy through art especially like you said like how does that impact my art every piece of art i make for the most part like i want people to empathize with the main character even if not at first mm -hmm. like sometimes i try to actually write my main characters to be kind of dislikable people so that you can practice that empathy and and sort of say like you know okay this person like on the surface like i wouldn't want to hang out with them i wouldn't want to talk to them and like they can do bad things mm -hmm. even like i've had uh like the main character in son of clowns hudson like on the surface the first two acts he's a pretty bad dude like he mistreats a lot of people he takes advantage of people but like he has a deeper problem that like once it's exposed i think allows people to um sort of empathize with him but also allows him to empathize with others mm -hmm. and so i think that like I think empathy is like the most powerful drug there is. That's I think empathy yeah. is I'm learning that still it's I think that's the cure for a lot yeah. of the things that we go through as people. Yeah. Yep. Well, and it's hard because like uh, society sort of teaches us, you know, this, that and the third and like certain rules. Mm -hmm. And like we're talking about with art, some rules you have to challenge others you have to accept. And like you kind of, you know, go along your way. But I think like at the end of the day, like you just got to be kind to other people yeah. it's like that's, to me it's, it's not that about, hard it's nice like, to be nice like that's yeah it's just yeah i don't know i mean everybody's not easy to sure. be kind to of course right i feel hopeless when people can't seem to agree to disagree and it's like yeah. we'll never reach a, a a verdict of what we should do or we sh what we shouldn't do yeah and it makes me feel like this depression because like yeah god we're gonna always fight about this because right. it's, it's never gonna be something that we could just well and it, and it is it's such a divisive time and like it's one thing I try to remember, and it's it's so hard, is like, like you said, knowing when to say agree to disagree, mm -hmm. because I feel like so rarely people ever truly change someone's mind in that moment. Mm -hmm. But I've seen change happen over time, mm -hmm. and I've seen change happen when people are given opportunities to to speak to others they don't know or mm -hmm. haven't gotten to know, um, and, and I think that 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 can happen. But it's like sort of having that determination to see it through. Yeah. And that's what's tricky. Um, but I think art can play a role because I think you can yeah. get those messages to people who, you know, if I just went up to someone and I was like, here's why this is bad, mm -hmm. they may just be like, here's why this is good. And then we just sort of hit a blockade and like no one budges. But if I'm like, here's a person who you can see through their eyes through a film or mm -hmm. through an article or through this and that. And if you just take the time, I'm not going to say anything to you. I just want you to experience it. Come to your own conclusions. Like some people don't come to their own conclusions, but I feel like 
if it's well enough made and well enough done, something can happen. You can yeah. kind of put a little crack in the armor. And it's not really about like flipping people. It's not like, you know, I feel like it's hard to say because I feel like sometimes it feels like sports where it's like, we win, you lose, or mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. And I think it's at the end of the day just trying to, to like you said, empathize and say, we agree to disagree, but I want to respect you as a human being. Yeah. And that's something that is unfortunate because it doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't. Yeah. At all. To kind of connect into your work, how do you feel that, you know, hope plays a part into it? And where do you receive hope and get hope with your art and the world? I get hope from the people that I have been inspired by. And what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. when I see someone that I'm like, wow, I see them doing this. I see them still going and pushing. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of, I have a big list of artists from all different mediums that Mm -hmm. inspire me. I could go from music, Tina Turner and Fantasia to, you know, um, Lindsay Adler and uh, Gregory Crudson, just so many different artists that I just see. Um, And it doesn't even have to be photo, but it's about how have they used what they have and made someone else's life better. The platform for good. Right. So the opportunity to be able to say something that could be empowering in this time where Mm -hmm. it's a lot of divisiveness and a lot of negative energy and people just getting, people are like, people are hurting and they don't know how to channel that they just yeah. they just know pain and anger and that's all and it's sad but it's like just to be that that one little image that they see could make their whole day better and that's what gives you sort of the fuel yeah to create yeah you, you never know like what's crazy is you don't know if like that next thing you're gonna make um not only could it like pop off for your career and mm-hmm. help you it might help someone else it might yeah. save someone's life i mean like that's what's crazy is like to you it might just be like yeah it's just that thing i did mm-hmm. you know it was, it was a great piece of art the aesthetics mm-hmm. were on point i'm moving on to bigger and better but for like someone else they could see an image or a film or a song and just have it just like transform them yep um and i think that's what's cool and uh it, it definitely gives me hope too so this is sort of like the final question i ask everyone in every single episode of convincing I've been thinking about it You've like thinking, since so you know i, I, yeah. I listened to um yeah. the, one, the young man from baton rouge yes yeah. uh no, no no the lady from chapel hill yeah yeah she, she was in chapel hill she's from she's new from, york. from new york okay yeah. okay yeah, yeah, I, yeah when she when he act when you asked her that i was like okay what am i gonna say yeah 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 it's um so you know the question but i'll always rephrase it just to help people kind of process and think um and i'll answer it too is is what are you struggling with currently? Because, you know, the whole theme of convincing creatives is to convince other creatives to create and also to know what we ourselves need more convincing with because we're not perfect. We're humans. Um, we just happen to like to make art. <laughs> yep. And so what are you something you're struggling with right now? And to piggyback on it, what is something that you feel like you can proactively do from this point forward to make it better? Um, that's a good question. There's, there's honestly more than one thing that I can sure. answer, but the thing that comes to mind first is knowing when to just, man, you've done a good job. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself and believe. You don't know how many times I, I look at images and some days I don't like them at all. And then some days I love them. Sure. And it's like, just to let it go. Mm. You know, I've heard somewhere, I don't want to quote, but it's like, Art is never really finished. You just have to let it go. You just have to let it let it fly off. Because it's yeah. like 
you know it's hard it's like letting uh like was it the mama bird letting the the babies fly mm-hmm. it's like at a certain point you do just have to give it the nudge yeah. and hope for the best and i mean there's situations where i definitely look at films i made five years ago or three years ago and uh i'm like man i wish i could just jump in and re-edit but mm-hmm. it's not really productive to do that right not now, at all that's a time capsule of a very certain piece of my life and i've passed it and i've grown from it and learned from it and it you know, it doesn't do me a lot of good to revisit something, right. you know, learn from it, acknowledge it, but, but also stay looking forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's great. A great piece to that. Perfectionism question. is overrated. Absolutely. <laughs> Being a perfectionist. Well, and, and I is think overrated. like, I mean, there's certainly eccentrics in yeah. the art world. Um, I can get a little eccentric at times, but I try to be grounded and just realize that like at the end of the day, I'm just making something. Yep. It's not that different from someone making a bowl of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Like we're just making things. Mm-hmm. It's just how we're making it. It's mm-hmm. different. Um, and you know, with the bowl of spaghetti, it's going towards someone's nourishment for their physical body. Mm-hmm. I hope with art, you know, is kind of cheesy as it sounds, it can go to nourishment of someone's like soul and like, yeah. you know, their actual, you know, their that's body. actually yeah. more important in my opinion than your physical, because it's like, we can have both. You can, and, yeah. Both is yeah. good, but the, sure. the soul lives on yeah. when the physical dies. Absolutely. And if your soul was in tarnish and yeah. torment, it's like. Well, it's like uh, you got to take care of your mind, your soul. And, I mean, yeah. you know, it's like reading is good for your brain. You know, it's a muscle you want to work out. And it's like you go running. Mm-hmm. But it's also sort of like curating what, what your diet of content is. And yeah. so it's like, you know, you don't want to just eat junk food if you're eating right. normal food. So it's like you wouldn't want to just eat junk entertainment a little bit. Yeah. Totally. What do you think is the healthy balance of being invested in your craft and what you do versus having like us a, a life outside of that you know yeah um well as someone who still struggles to maintain a social life because of art um i may not be the best person to ask but but something that sort of worked for me is that like up until th- from like 2017 2018 something i've tried to do is to like set a schedule where it's like i'm working from x hours to x hours and then i'm done um when I made my first film, Son of Clowns, I, I had a full-time job in Baton Rouge. I was working myself to the bone, normal, like, 9 to 5. Um, and then I'd come home, and I would work till, like, 2, 3 in the morning. Wow. And then I'd get, like, no sleep, and I did that for, like, half a year. And I, and I felt terrible. I just wasn't, you know, in as good health. And it just kind of reset my brain in a way that I didn't like. And it's like, yeah, I got the art done, but at what expense? So it's sort of like setting yourself up to be able to make more work. You don't want to just be so focused on one thing that you tear yourself apart. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to think of the long game. And so I guess for me, like setting a schedule where it's like, I'm not working after this hour. And it's like, you know, I'll go at half hour over, sure. But like really trying to be And then that's the thing with being your own yeah you know boston like the yeah. entrepreneurship it's like you're you never can off. work whenever you're always yeah. work i mean it's yeah. like you have to set aside that yeah. time so it's well and it's like i'm I'm about the hustle and i'm no stranger to you know being like hey i gotta just grind out put 10 hours and get it done mm-hmm. and, I, and i mean i deviate from my schedule a lot i'm not <laughs> trying to say like i've got it all figured out but you know i try and i yeah. feel like just just the act of trying kind of prevents me from, you know, falling too far down the rabbit hole, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's sort of what's worked for me. Do you have anything you've tried or that you've Well, I'm, I'm, I was asking yeah. for myself. Oh, I got you, got you. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. no for I mean, me, it's like I'm always I, – I know that – I feel like I'll end up balance, figuring it out. I just hope it's not yeah. at my own expense. But yeah. I just – 
I, I have this thing where I, I want to see things move and happen. Sure. And I feel like sometimes that can work against me because I'm right. working too hard and right. working and myself like too hard. And I'm trying to yeah. rush it when I just let it yeah. let it flow organically. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I mean, kind of like you were saying, like with the prank videos and stuff, like when I when I like will play something like this game, Fortnite, the game, everyone's playing this game, Fortnite. Mm -hmm. I was very resistant to it for a while because I was like, that's stupid. That's a time waster. Of course, I played it like once and it was actually very fun. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, kind of feeling guilty and I was like man I don't need to be playing this game and then I was thinking like if I play for half an hour every other day it's not really gonna matter it's not yeah and it's and it just relaxes me and puts me in just a more chill mindset and like it's kind of good to connect to that part of you that's like I'm just gonna have fun and like yep. but just not letting it overtake you it's all about balance yeah I've said this on other podcasts but it, it's hard and it's like finding I think balance is a, a different equation to everyone mm -hmm. so it's like what, what what works for this person might not work for this person right. but it's like trying to I guess take like it's like a buffet take a little bit from everyone and figure out what works for you in the stew that's <laughs> yeah. sort of what I figured. take the take the best and yeah. leave the rest. I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> um, that's your other website motto. <laughs> if, if, My other website, right. yeah, to yeah. come. <laughs> cool. Um, well, thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you sharing your insights. Um, if people do want to find you, what's the best place they can do that? Well, um, my Instagram is the Raquez Rouse Company, and Raquez is R A Q U E Z R O U S E. The Raquez Rouse Company. My website is the Raquez Rouse Company okay. com. Perfect. And right now, Instagram is my main thing. I have sure. Facebook, but it's more like a personal. Sure, sure. You know. Yeah, I feel like Instagram is really like the. Social I love Instagram. Network. I've it's, loved it ever yeah. since it came and they out. Had the stories too. Yeah, just like, it's like killing it. It's like yeah. you have to really have an interesting life to be able to post yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks again for coming on the show, man. Thank really, you for really having me, man. It. I yeah. appreciate you. Yeah, like, absolutely. Again, I, I love what you're doing, and I will definitely continue to follow you. Oh, totally. You all, please. That. He's a man of his word. Just, I could just feel the genuinity, the thanks, vibe. I appreciate just, that. Just awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for watching, everyone. Definitely check out everything he was talking about. Great work out there. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. If you did enjoy this, consider subscribing on YouTube. It always helps. You can get notified when the next one comes out. And also, if you're on iTunes, subscribe there. Leave us a review. Uh, you can even just type, like, great. One word, it would help us out. It helps us get seen in those analytics. Um, but anyway, thanks again, guys. We'll see you next time.